welcome to Wise About Texas, your award-winning Texas history podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wise. Thank you very much for tuning in today for a little Texas history. Well, we're in the high holy days of Texas history. This is the 185th anniversary of the Texas Revolution in 2021 when I'm recording this podcast. And I hope you're remembering the brave men and brave women who fought for the freedom of Texas. This podcast is being released on February 24th. 2021, the 185th anniversary of one of the most famous letters in history, and arguably the most famous letter, maybe the most famous document in Texas history. It's called the Travis Letter. So let's go back to 1836 and get wise about Texas. On February 23rd, 1836, Santa Ana ordered his army to lay siege to the Alamo, where the Texian troops had sought refuge. It became obvious fairly quickly that things were not looking good. William Barrett Travis commanded the garrison at the Alamo, and he knew how dire the situation was. The day Santa Ana appeared, he wrote to the citizens of Gonzales seeking assistance, and the same day Travis wrote a letter to Goliad asking the commander there, James Fannin, to come to the aid of the Alamo. But it was the next day, February 24th, 1836, that Travis wrote the words that would inspire people around the world and make a hero of William Barrett Travis. Let's set the scene. Over a 1,000 Mexican troops, and and that was Travis's estimation on February 24th. The real number ended up being much higher. They surrounded the Alamo. The Mexican cannon were shelling the fort continuously, Santa Ana demanded a surrender at discretion, no terms, and Travis answered that demand by firing the largest cannon in the Alamo right back at the Mexican army. So Travis had a decision to make at that point, fight or run, and he decided he would fight. Now, truthfully, he probably held out hope that reinforcements were on the way and indeed would arrive any minute. And he wanted, Travis, wanted the decisive confrontation with Santa Ana to be at the Alamo where he was in command. If he could just convince the rest of Texas to join him. So he drafted a letter addressed to, quote, the people of Texas and all Americans in the world, close quote. Certainly a large audience, and he clearly intended this particular letter to be published far and wide. He described the desperate situation that he faced, but he pledged to fight until the end. He appealed to the reader's love of liberty, their patriotism, and their willingness, he hoped, to assist. He noted that the Mexican army was growing by the day, but he assured the reader that he would not abandon his duty, which was certainly brave, but also a little bit of a guilt trip if you received this letter around that time. And he added a postscript of hope describing how the garrison had managed to build its food supply to better endure the siege. He gave the letter to Albert Martin to deliver to Gonzales, the closest town. And then he wanted the letter to go on to San Felipe, which, of course, was the capital. So Martin arrived in Gonzales on February 25th, and he handed the letter off to a man named Lancelot Smither to take on to San Felipe. But before he did so, Martin added his own postscript to the letter based on his Uh, own presence at the Alamo and what he heard on the way to Gonzales. And this is what Martin added to Travis' letter. 
Quote, Since the above was written, I heard a very heavy cannonade during the whole day. Think there must have been an attack made upon the Alamo. We were short of ammunition when I left. Hurry on all the men you can in haste. When I left, there was but 150 determined to do or die. Tomorrow I leave for Behar with what men I can raise. And then there's some illegible writing, and then it says, at all events, Colonel Almonte is there. The troops are under the command of General Sesma. Signed, Albert Martin. So he hands the letter off to Smither, who takes off for San Felipe and makes it there in less than two days. Now, think about that. He's riding horseback from Gonzales to San Felipe, so he rode hard. And before Smither turned the letter over, he also wrote a postscript to Travis's letter, and this is what it said. Quote, N.B., or Note Bene, I hope that everyone will rendezvous at Gonzales as soon as possible, as the brave soldiers are suffering. Do not neglect this. Powder is very scarce and should not be delayed one moment. Signed, L. Smither. Well, after the letter reached San Felipe, hundreds of copies were printed in the following days and published to the population. Unfortunately, of course, it was too late. In the early morning hours of March 6th, the Mexican army attacked the Alamo and made martyrs of her defenders. Travis, making good on his promise to never surrender. So 185 years ago, on the day I'm recording this podcast, here is what William Barrett Travis wrote. Commandancy of the Alamo, Behar, February 24th, 1836. Fellow citizens and compatriots, I am besieged by a thousand or more of the Mexicans under Santa Ana. I have sustained a continual bombardment and cannonade for 24 hours and have not lost a man. The enemy has demanded a surrender at discretion. Otherwise, the garrison are to be put to the sword if the fort is taken. I have answered the demand with a cannon shot, and our flag still waves proudly from the walls. I shall never surrender or retreat. Then I call on you in the name of liberty, of patriotism, and everything dear to the American character to come to our aid with all dispatch. The enemy is receiving reinforcements daily and will no doubt increase to three or four thousand in four or five days. If this call is neglected, I am determined to sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier who never forgets what is due to his own honor and that of his country. Victory or death. William Barrett Travis, Lieutenant Colonel. P.S. The Lord is on our side. When the enemy appeared in sight, we had not three bushels of corn. We've since found in deserted houses 80 or 90 bushels and got into the walls 20 or 30 head of beeves. Travis. Thank you.